you're listening to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dear Alice. How are you today, Sue? I'm so good. Yeah, are you excited about today's topic? I really am. We love talking about style, and that's what we're going to talk today is defining styles. Yes, so excited about it. I think it's one of those things that when we sit down to talk to prospective new clients, that they're struggling because usually their style is um, maybe in crisis. They don't know who they are, what they are. Um, Also, they're like, uh, and also heads up, my partner and I don't share the same style. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, so that's also the job of a designer to sort of play therapist to their style. 100%. I feel like we really see a lot of growth when we start working with somebody and they do kind of get like thrown into their shell a little bit because it's like they're in junior high again. (laughs) Yeah. And they become quite insecure. Most people Mm -hmm. just so everybody is on the same page most people are insecure when they when we first meet them mm-hmm. and start working with them because they have a hard time expressing what their style is and they don't know exactly how to embark on this very expensive journey mm-hmm. that is building a house or remodeling a home or furnishing a room mm-hmm. um, because because they've either made mistakes in the past, it's been a bad experience, and they just don't know who they are and what they are now, but they know they want to be something great and they know they want change. And so that's what we we try and dig out of them. Definitely. And I, and building a home or remodeling a home is a process of making a million decisions. And so, um, some people are also paralyzed by decision-making and don't want to make the wrong decision or something that's going to go out of style. And they're they're not really sure if what they like is in style. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of insecurity around, you know, again, making those important decisions that might not be, um, but it might be more on the clotting edge than the cutting edge, yeah. if you will. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And there's obviously a lot of different styles. Um, so, so many, so many different oh, styles. Wow. So we thought we'd unpack that today. Um, they say that sometimes on, um, podcasts and stuff like that. So I thought I'd try it. What do you guys think? I like it. it. Yeah, seamless. It. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it seamless. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So let's unpack this, you guys. Um, so one of the things that I was reading last night and I felt like I needed to bring it up early. This is a quote by Nate Berkus. Um, you guys remember Nate, I'm sure he's a, gosh, a longtime contributor of Oprah. Yes. And um, he is got a really great transitional style, I think. And I'm sure people have asked him to decide define his style before. But he said this: uh, I long ago decided that homes should tell the story of who we are, and the way we do that is through our things. Isn't that good? I love that. Yeah, and he always has this really traveled sort of look. It's got like a sophisticated ground to it, but it's. A, a real like unique sort of antiquity. It's rich in um, flavor that way because things come from all over the place. And he traveled a lot. Um, he uses a lot of natural materials, earthy things, leathers, wickers, um, just things that feel like they were found in nature or made by hands instead of machines. And so I feel like he was the first to sort of do that style. I hadn't seen it before the way Nate Berkus did it, which is really cool. And I love the idea of us telling the story of who we are with our things. Um, and so if you think about design as making choices that are super authentic to who you are, then we're going to be able to tell your story for you. And you're also going to be a part of that storytelling. Mm-hmm. 
you don't necessarily have to have what an influencer has. You don't have to have what the Pinterest page has, right? I think it's a good ground. Like you can pick up, um, you know, that same sectional if you want. You can pick up the same rug if you want. But a lot of those little layering things, those should tell your story, you know? And they, they sort of tell not just your taste, but like, you know, where you've been and um, why you love these textures or whatever else, you know? Like there's some clients we've had that just love, love, love soft things. A client that we recently worked for, it kind of broke our brain. She was like, we hate velvet. We are disgusted by velvet. Please don't get us anywhere near it. It gives us the heebie-jeebies. Just that texture is so gross. And we're like, whoa, that just broke our brains. Like usually everybody wants something a little bit with a softer hand. And so you'll find that some sort of pile like that in a room is really beautiful next to a woven. And so, especially in pillows and whatnot, but all of us have different preferences when it comes to uh, not just the form of things, but the textures of things. And that's all really important when putting together a house is to know your likes and your dislikes, as well as to bring in those things that you've gotten from, you know, your grandparents or your in-laws or, um, your, your own travels or, you know, there's just all of these different lives that we've lived that are important to bring into the home. So we can be really thoughtful about telling the story yeah. of us. Yeah. I love that. Your house should be your storybook. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And then obviously there's a lot of different styles that we can work within. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple that we wanted to talk about today uh, that we get asked to, to cre- help clients create usually fall within um, a couple of real broad categories, I'll mm-hmm. say, but there's obviously some smaller ones too. Yep. So um, Sue, do you want to break it down? Yeah. Want to unpack that, Sue? Yeah, I'd love to unpack this. Okay. All right. First item to unpack, traditional design. Traditional. Yeah. Traditional is, it's so interesting. It's kind of what I was schooled in um, because my professors were, you know, passionate about it. And that was the time that I was going to school. Traditional design was still, and is always, and will be forever classic Mm -hmm. and just gorgeous. And it's historic. It's... I don't know. There's just, everything is rooted in traditional design guys. Like mm-hmm. transitional is rooted in traditional design. Anything that you like has at some point had some root in traditional design. Um, usually when we're thinking traditional design, you know, like I said, it's historic. Um, think of saturation. Mm-hmm. I think things are a lot richer. The wood tones are richer. The fabrics are richer. Um, the moldings yeah. are big and carved. Stacked. They're yeah. like more in- intricate. Is that, would that well, be the right word? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. like think of the White House for a minute, right? Like the great Mark Hampton. He did the White House. Um, his daughter, Alexa Hampton, today is published, has books. Um, she does a really beautiful job of sort of taking over her dad's, um, you know, famous traditional looks. Um, he did a lot of really important historical type looks um, besides the White House. And so that's sort of... Uh, that's how I think of traditional. Just think of the White House and the moldings and, you know, the carpets that were used and the casings and, you know, all of that, the fabrics that you would choose, just something that is everlasting and it's successful. Timeless. Yeah. And when you say saturated colors, like you're probably not picturing the White House in taupe and off-white. You're picturing it with, you know, jewel tones. Cherries. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So. Mahogany is <laughs> rich mahogany. Rich mahogany. <laughs> Swirl off crotch mahoganies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Exotic woods, yeah, you know. A lot of antiquities too. A lot of 18th and 19th century furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing a lot of pattern play. Yeah. I think, with fabrics and damasks, mm-hmm. <laughs> florals, chintzes. Um, if you like, if you like those layering tricks, if you like antiques, if you like to be in a period, traditional design. Yeah. You could say that that's part of your style, whether it's, you know, completely your style or just a portion of your style. There's something to be had in traditional design and. Yeah. Oh, you know what? One of my favorites is it's really traditional. Um, When we were in Boston, we went to the Ralph Lauren store Mm -hmm. and it's like a, I don't know, like a three or four story, um, like mansion Mm -hmm. and you, um, you just like graduate in different layers. So like women's areas and men's areas and the staircase and the newel posts and the gallery walls and the, the carpets. And you know how Ralph just is like huge hurricanes on big round center tables made out of mahogany and all of the layering layers, chandeliers, that whole thing. Traditional. Yep. Extraordinary picture that in your mind, I guess, instead of the white house, when we say traditional is like those Ralph Lauren, you know, really successful high end timeless looks. I know we could really just do a, a complete, podcast just on Ralph Lauren styles. Yeah. <laughs> he has Let's so many get Ralph on friends. here. Yeah. Ralph. Yeah, there we go. Let's unpack all the styles with Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Unpacking with Ralph. Well, but even Ralph has different <laughs> ones, right? Like he has totally. a Santa Fe collection. Um, he has Ralph Lauren home, which is more casual. Home in Jamaica, which is so like, yeah. Clean. Doesn't he have one in like Colorado too? That's very. Mm, like, Aspen. Yeah. That's yeah. Like Sundance-y like that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. We should do all the styles of Ralph. Get him on the phone for us, Corey, okay. while we keep talking. John. Bring him in. <laughs> Um, let's talk about transitional style. Uh, this is one we love because this is, I think where we fall. Yeah. Allison is really, um, great at transitional design because we like the mix. We often call ourselves mix masters. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think transitional is somebody that doesn't want to lock themselves into a period. Yeah. You know, they don't want to be, you know, all mid-century or all, you know, Hollywood Regency, you're all traditional, but it's just that mix. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting mix. And that's why, uh, sorry, um, who did we quote just a second ago? Oh, Nate Burgess. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he's so great at transitional because he has all these things from his travels. Yeah. And it's just this balance of the mix. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, so. um, in more layman's terms, we would say that we're going to combine more contemporary with traditional. And so you, we're going to probably use more of a track arm sofa, something that's more straight, but then we're still going to embellish it with plenty of big, gorgeous pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just clean up the silhouettes a little bit just to make it more casual and everyday. Because I think that since our parents were growing up, we become more casual as generations. Do you know what I mean? We want fewer things. Yeah. Like we still want interesting layers, but we want the layers mm -hmm. to mean something or function. Yeah. Than just be a statue. Totally. Cause back in the olden days, like grandma probably would have had an updo, right. That she had her hair set once a week. It's gorgeous. You know, Uh and then she'd probably have a pearl earring on and a pair of slacks and a kitten heel with an apron and be cooking dinner. It's a little sweater set on, right? (laughs) Like grandma wasn't wearing athleisure. While he he was having dinner drink. (laughs) There was no like Lululemon back then or grandma wasn't wearing 501s. Do you know what I mean? Like we've become a lot more casual in generations. I think we've sort of, women have 
changed roles a lot and um, become more casual. Like there was no such thing as a top knot back then. (laughs) Like there was no messy hair bun. Uh, And there was no like washing your hair every, every several, there was no dry shampoo back then, ladies. Zero Zero (laughs) self-tanner also. Yeah. But fake lashes, they would have put those on every morning, you know, and stuck to their routine and and everybody got ready back then. While the mister was still sleeping. So he always thought that she had real lashes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Kind of like leaning on my point that I was making before we started recording, but like, Mm -hmm. it's also kind of cool. Like the, the time period we're in because the, like the definition between styles and probably every medium of art is just like really blurred. And that's probably, you know, in part because of our our communication, the way we communicate is differently now than like our parents' generation or our grandparents' generation, because we can just hop on our phone and like, we can like look at pictures of like, Mm -hmm. you know, places like tropical places or European and kind of draw inspiration from all these things. So like those lines get blurred because we pull from little pieces of, of um, each style, you know what I mean? We're more informed and our breadth, our breadth and depth of information and knowledge is like, I don't even know, a million X what, what our parents and grandparents were able to see visually at a time. And so our interests are even so much um, greater and broader Mm -hmm. and influenced, I guess is really Mm -hmm. the word (laughs) hashtag influenced. Um, And so transitional is a really awesome category for so many people because they love to be in the mix. And I also think because we are more casual that some of those um, silhouettes can um, can be more casual within transitional, more so than traditional. Yeah. And it's exciting too. We're working on a home up in Washington and they're, they love going to Paris. They do a lot of international traveling. And so this house, like the bones of it do have some tradition to it, but mm-hmm. with some modern Louvre moments, you know, mm. and, but then she grew up in Ken, or in Kenya. So she was on the other day when we were on the phone, she was like, is there any way to start introducing some things? It's not necessarily things that she has now, but she wants to take this portion of her life and, you know, inject it into their home so that her kids understand a little bit of her history. Mm. And it just, therefore just, I don't know, it influences them and their future homes. And they grew up with, you know, these artifacts from Kenya. And why is that? You know, they're from India originally. And anyway, just such an interesting mix. And when she said that, I got so jazzed because I was like, yes, mm-hmm. that is the mix that we're talking about. That is the storytelling that makes her home really spectacular yeah. and has that soul that we always talk about too. The raddest thing about that is that her kids, I mean, I, I think along with like things like food and stuff like that, like your interiors, like you can experience culture mm-hmm. within a home totally. without having to like go visit somewhere. So if you yeah. like pull in things from like different cultures, it's own, it's like give, her giving, you know, their kids like this whole different experience than like, yeah. you know, some may have. So that's, that's awesome. And it's like, it'll enrich their lives in other ways. You know what yeah, I mean? It becomes this total global experience, yeah. which is so rich that you get to have that just within your own you know, the walls that you grow up in. Yeah. And that's where you want to be, especially, especially right now where we're all kind of still trapped in our homes mm-hmm. and not being able to travel nearly as much as, you know, we'd probably like is to feel those influences and feel where we've been. Yeah. And yeah. So that's, I think transitional design 100% is when you can achieve that mix of, you know, some of the, you know, rooted traditional mm-hmm. and then influenced by all the things that you love. Yeah. Like Corey said, blur the lines on some of these styles and bring them all in. 
Yep. Make a delicious soup out of it. It's a playlist. How many <laughs> yeah. of us have playlists with one artist anymore? Nobody. Nobody. It's not even a thing. And how many people can identify the artist that's singing your favorite song right now? <laughs> that's such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Those lines become totally blurred, you know, versus the 80s or 90s when we were, you know, Depeche Mode was, you know. Yeah. That was our jam. I mean, just it's really a renaissance. Mm-hmm. We've said that before. I really feel it, though. When I'm on Pinterest or just experiencing spaces and interiors and stories, it's such an individual curated moment in design. Yeah. Which is really, really cool. And that's why so many of us lie in that transitional category mm-hmm. is because we don't want to be locked down to one rooted aesthetic. Yeah. So I think that's really, really well said. Um, and and I, I think people wouldn't need to be so insecure when when you're talking to an interior designer, if you keep all of that in mind, that you're going to them to help tell your story. Yeah. Right. You've seen beautiful things. Look back to your photographs, save, a, you know, earmark um, some something in your photos where you can dump your travels into it or a moment that inspired you when you're sitting in a restaurant, you looked up and you love the color of those drapes or you loved the moment in that powder bath in that bathroom of that gorgeous restaurant. You're like, I want to recreate that in my powder bath. So every time I go in there, I, you know, I can feel that again back there. Yeah. And you'll always love that. And so then it's not so much about what's in style. It's like what you've experienced. It's your life. It was never in style, right? It was just something that's always special to you. Yep. And it'll be so much more interesting for the people that come, your people that you invite over to your home Mm -hmm. to feel you in a space. That is, that is the best compliment that we ever get is when someone comes in and says, this really feels like Catherine. Mm-hmm. This feels so much like you, you know, whoever it is. Um, yeah. Because that means that we nailed it. Yeah, that totally. We, we really took them and interpreted them and their family on the walls Which of Which is, home. I think, also a testament to say that whoever you're working with to help you with your interiors, mm-hmm. that you have a good rapport with and that you're very comfortable with and natural. Yeah. Because, and, and if you're not, then like learn how to let down those walls because it's important that they can read you mm-hmm. and that you guys can communicate and that you can share because the more that that gets in there, I call it emotional design that they can really, mm-hmm. really um, sort of create this physical, this physical thing out of an emotional yeah. thing, you know, yep. it's, it's super important work and, um, and it's never trending, which is people's biggest fear. I think we get that on carpool and Q&A, like, what can I do that will never go out of style? <laughs> you know, yeah. you're like, don't worry about that so much. You do. Let's, yeah. You get sick of it. Let's figure it. out who you are <laughs> and what to do with you. Yeah. So transitional is really amazing. The other thing that I love about transitional is that when we do sit down with a couple, um, whether that be man and man, woman and man, woman and woman, um, usually they aren't the same style. Opposites attract, y'all. Yeah, yeah, totally. And and usually if it's a a couple with a man and a woman, almost always the husband wants contemporary. He just wants it clean and edited and no extra fluff or crap in his way. And the woman wants cozy or comfortable. She wants wants layers. (laughs) Yeah, and you couldn't get more opposite. So um, transitional gives us an awesome opportunity to blend traditional and contemporary and to be able to put the layers in the zones where where she wants and to be able to um, give him the edit in the places that he needs. I feel like the layers, again, the layers are functional. Mm-hmm. We make sure that the layers are functional or sculptural. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just like so artifact that he can appreciate it, but she'll appreciate the extra depth and texture that that's adding to the space. Yeah. To the storybook. Totally. If you will. Yeah. 
Uh, let's talk about contemporary. Oh, yes. Well, let's do this. Let's talk about contemporary versus modern. Let's sort of define what those okay. are. Okay. I know we actually looked this up yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of times we use the word more modern, more in our aesthetic. You know, if somebody is more clean, we'll say, oh, so you want more modern. And then they'll keep showing us pictures and we're like, oh, you're more organic modern. Mm-hmm. You like these like natural materials and you like plasters and wovens and but you want to edit it and clean. And so anyway, mod- modern for us is just, again, I think, how did you define it? You looked up a definition for it yesterday, Jess. Well, I was, I was really surprised. They defined modern as um, something that happened back like, like Mad Men, that era. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that happened in the past. There's like modernism week when you go to Palm Springs where you go and celebrate all of this architecture that was like, you know, the 1950s mid-century and 60s. Modern. Yeah, mid-century yeah. modern. So it's a it's an era in the past when things were um, that style, where it was really clean and, and edited. Yeah, super big shift because you were in a more traditional, um, yeah, very traditional era. Like Victorian and stuff. And then all yes. of a sudden, you know, and then all sudden, Victorian. And then all of a sudden we start to like turn of the century, we start to see a shift. We see it in art, uh-huh. we see it in furniture yep. and, you know, in architecture. And, you know, it was kind of this big, you know, uproar of aesthetics. And it was obviously now we look at it and back then that was a huge change. Huge, in climate, huge change. Yeah. Do you, do you think it was a reaction from like traditional? For sure. And, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I think that's kind of how I think of it now. And like you know, tissue like, in the throat. Yeah, <laughs> like the mid-century, you know, is like really mm-hmm. popular right now mm-hmm. or even just a couple of years ago. It's, it's a reaction from like what was happening like the earlier 2000s. How right. was like very, yeah. how was well, like more traditional then? Totally. It's like we see the same thing happening in fashion and everything else. Like one minute it's skinny jeans and then the next minute, you know, people are wearing flares, you mm-hmm. know. And you're like, whoa, that could absolutely not be the more opposite to be having a bell bottom than a skinny toothpick jean. You know what I mean? So we always want almost a complete swing from what it has been. I think that because things were so Tuscan and European and heavy, heavy decorating. And then we went into like this farmhouse era, which is so simplistic, right? A lot of clean, more minimal, more contemporary, very casual. And now all of a sudden tradition, right? Tradition is having this upswing that's completely different than the farmhouse. You know, it's more successful and the white house and we've made it. And you know what I mean? Like put a star on my chest and Uh you know what I mean? It's a, yeah, (laughs) yes. A monogram, put a monogram on my sweater, please. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So we're in this era of, you know, we want to look successful. That's one of the things that so many people call in that just want help from the showroom floor and, and they'll work with our in-home uh, design team, which is free. Um, and we'll go in and they'll go in and do their homes for them. And it's amazing. They'll say, well, what's your style? Let's talk about it. And they say, I just want to look successful. Like I want to, I want to, it needs to look like I'm, you know, well, I it. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a look. But also it's, you know, it's usually steeped in tradition. Totally. Yeah. That's what people see is, or there's a trans, there's usually a transitional edge to it. If Alice Lane is touching it, because we've usually got, you know, something, um, something traditional, but then we're going to layer it with something like modern art. We'll have a traditional table, modern piece of art, you know, a little Ottoman that's maybe got a little funk to it layered underneath there. And then styled up with lots of ginger jars and branches and that sort of thing, which also leans more traditional, so we like to blend in the styles just so that it doesn't get boring, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. Yep, we don't want you to fall flat. Yeah. So, um, sorry, back to modern, the, um, textbooks kind of define it as something from history, that modern era, right? The 1950s, et cetera, that really clean style that kind of came out of nowhere. And then contemporary is more the form and function that are going to inform the interiors. So it's the really clean lines, um, aircraft cable for staircase, you know, railings that are done horizontally instead of balustrades running yeah. vertically. Um, Anything current or looking toward the future, like what's currently happening right now uh-huh. or looking toward the future is what contemporary is. So if you're looking for something that's just like new, I want to do something that's never been done, like looking toward the future, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of disregard tradition. Yeah. That's contemporary. And usually more minimal also. Yeah. In aesthetic, it's not going to be super layered. Um, always probably a lot of you know glass, a lot of sustainable uh-huh. materials, a lot of cantilevers, things like that. Yep. So. You guys think they're like colder finishes for some reason? I yeah. I think of that. I think yeah. of like metals, and like glass. Yeah. yeah. And like you're talking to transitional queens right here, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but I mean, that being said, but. we do do we do do contemporary work. We do traditional work. Um, we can swing, you know, that pendulum and, and it feels good to sort of scratch that itch mm-hmm. to be really fair totally. every now and again, but transitional is where most people are going to lie. It's just the lines are blurred more and you can, um, I don't know, there's just a lot more story to be told, but some people, you know, like uh, here's one that I just felt like was earth shattering for a lot of people when they got their architectural digest and they saw Kim and Kanye's home on the cover. And it was like, I think they just defined it as a spacecraft. It was like, Whoa, where, how do people live like this? It was completely void of color Mm -hmm. and so simple. And if you think about it, you're like, they experience so much noise in their life that to be able to come home and have it be so still is what had to feel good to them on the inside. You know? And so I think sometimes we're trying to counterbalance whatever's happening in our life and we want our interiors to, to feel a certain way, to, to hug us back in a certain way. Uh, I think for, I don't know, Sue, we could, let's talk about your style for a minute. I think that could be fun. You know, I mean, to make it personal, you know, to sort of bring it in, like you're in the middle right now of your own little Renaissance. You just purchased a home Mm -hmm. and you're going about taking it. It wasn't dirt and then you didn't build it, but it was something before you got it. And now you're now you're transitioning that home to be your style. You know what I mean? Yeah. The home that we bought was built in 71 and it was built by, and it was on an acre of horse property. It has a really large barn, which is actually what drew us to the spot. Anyway, mm-hmm. we like the idea of, I've always wanted like a smaller house that was really well appointed on more land so that I can have the freedom to do what I want with it. And we do like, I love the idea of having animals and just having that be in my mind, this is this is a painting in my mind right now mm-hmm. that I want to have somebody illustrate is of my two boys in this, you know, in the actual, in the barn, but coming out of the barn is this just jungle because they have such illustrative minds and there's, you know, there's cats and lions and giraffes and just all these things just out of this simple shape of a barn. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that is kind of more or less um, what I want this space to be. I want to be this storybook you know, for my kids and just, um, the house currently we've just kind of stripped it of everything. Literally we stripped everything. We were actually painting the subfloors, mm-hmm. you know, glossy white, everything is glossy white on the inside right now. And then just kind of making it a gallery because it needed that edit. Mm-hmm. 
for me to start with what, what I want to create in this house. And eventually it probably will because it was built at a time. They just didn't do things quite as great as they do now. Well, eventually my dream is to tear down and to rebuild something that hasn't been created before. And so again, it's this, it's this evolution of design. And um, we've talked about this even like since the beginning of Alice Lane, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15 years ago, where we started to where we're at now, our aesthetics have completely changed for yeah. both of us. And I think mine are definitely cleaning up a lot more and getting a lot more edited and a lot more curated. And in I t- when we moved in, we put everything down in the basement and we remodeled the upper floor. And then slowly I've just been bringing things that I actually love mm-hmm. up there. And we've been putting those things on the wall and furniture that we actually love and putting those things in the house. And that And that's been really therapeutic to understand what... I don't love anymore and what I do love and what my current style is evolving to. I think that's a good exercise for anybody. If you have, if you can just like remove everything and then start to start with a blank slate. We've said that before, edit the palette and then introduce things one by one and start to create that balance and start to tell your story. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a good exercise for me. I have a friend, this is kind of like leaning on that point who he's a little bit like, this is a little bit too extreme but he loves like no clutter. So he sells all the stuff in his house, like all the time. And he'll just like <laughs> repurchase things. It's, it's crazy. But um, he says like, oh, if I wouldn't buy something, like if let's say this sofa costs $1,500 and he, if he had $1,500 right now, would he buy that sofa? If he answers no, he sells it. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> know, it's, it's pretty crazy, but it kind of like got me thinking, I was like, you know what? Like that's mm-hmm. feels really good in my mind to like edit things that way. Just be like, you know, do I, do I, am I keeping this because I feel like I have to, yeah. because like I already have it or, you know, but I still go on a date with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's a good way to like, would I swipe think, right or would I swipe left? Exactly. <laughs> and then don't feel bad about like, you know, getting rid of it. If the, if the answer is no, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I'm on a real like style exploration, even for myself. And this is what we do for a living. We see so much and we experience so much design through so many other people that sometimes it's hardest to design for ourselves. So we get it when you say you're having a hard time yeah. designing your home, you're amongst friends. Yeah. Everybody has a hard time designing for themselves. And so that's why it's so important to be introspective and just kind of just do that edit and cleanse and identify what you have that you love and, and yeah, sell the rest and yeah, then and start you, over. You Give probably have permission. someone in your life that you run things by because yeah. it is so paralyzing to design for yourself. Yeah. Right. And so, um, or if you don't have somebody know that that's normal. Um, like if you don't use a designer and this is something that you love to do, I'm sure you've got a girlfriend or a, a buddy that has incredible taste, you know, or a sibling that can be brutally honest with you and has great taste. It's got to be somebody that won't say yes to you all the time. You all have yeah. to have that friend, right? That's yeah. really going to tell you the truth. Um, but I think, you know, those are people that are really good to run this by. Am I going to, is this me? Am I getting yeah. sick of this? Do I, which, which is more me, this one or this one? You know what I mean? I think Suzanne is definitely, you know, my person when I'm having an identity crisis. And Jess is mine. <laughs> yeah. And it's really fun to be like, oh, you, of course, you know, it's a, what are you even showing me before? You know, but yeah, it's a really, it's an interesting study to do for yourself. Um, yes, back at you. Yeah. Your style exploration. What's your style? You know, I'm, well, it's a really good question. Definitely a mixed master. Up, but I want you to define it. <laughs> no, I, you probably should define it. 
I don't know. I, I built a beach house about six years ago in Utah, by, not by a lake. It's just something that I always wanted. So it's got, you know, the gray shake shingles on it um, that are real cedar shakes. And I just wanted a ton of natural light because we had been living in a darker space. And I just really felt like that was a real boost. So, um, yeah, big, big, big windows and skylights. And um, I've never wanted a big house. So um, I didn't build a big house. I also only have two children. Um, so yeah, I just wanted something that felt like home and I have moments in my home. My favorite time is, is in the evening. I like it when my, my lamps are on and all my overhead lights are off. And I have a moment looking down my hallway toward my front door that I'm like, Oh, that's my New York town home. That's my New York town home moment, you know? And, and like different parts of my house are different things to me. Um, I haven't ever wanted like multiple homes. I just really wanted it all in one house uh, just because we, you know, we work so much and we travel with some of our work and whatnot. So home is a very important place for me. And I've always said it should be our favorite place on earth. Our home should. And I think if it's telling our story and like if our mattress is our favorite mattress and our pillow is our best pillow and we have the best sheets, right, that we can find like every part of that is part of your journey is to find these favorite things so that, you know, even the smell of your bedroom is, you know, just like the thing that you love. It's all so personal and, and emotional. And that's why I'm like, you can't just you can't just do what your neighbor's doing or do what an influencer's doing. You've got to really go on this journey to find your diffuser and find your best pillow and, you know, all those things. So I don't know. Um, my style is, um, yeah, it's definitely been a journey. My, my favorite sofa in my house is one that we've had for 21 years. We bought it in Virginia and, um, it's filled with down feathers and it's kind of a bluish gray velvet. That's got a strie to it. The arm is kind of an art deco arm. I've never seen anything like it. I should create it so that I can sell it to, to the rest of you guys. But yeah, it's interesting. I've never been tired of that sofa one day of my life. And a lot of things have trended since I've bought it. And it's just forever spoke to me, mm-hmm. you know? But I think one interesting thing too about just the style and creating this home is she was creating this home exactly when we were like building out our trolley store. Yeah. So it was a very busy time for Alice Lane. And so probably a lot of the decisions you made had to be just like a gut decision. Be like, let's do this. Let's do this. And I think that that is something really inherent in all of us. Obviously we, we speak this language, but trust your gut. Yeah. If you, you know, that you can make, don't, don't dilly dally and like just hang out in that, that one decision for too long because then you get lost. Yeah. You get, you get taken away from that gut reaction that is you. So I That's imagine a really that was great a lot point. of what you had to do yeah. or you'd ask, you know, call a friend. Totally. Yeah. It's vote, like but. shotgun to your head. And yeah. I really was just like shooting from the hip. And I feel so bad today. People will say, oh my gosh, what's your wall color? I love this. I'm like, I have no idea. Like I threw up a paint deck on the wall and I was like, that's the one I I told my builder, I wrote it on a wall. It was just like, that's the color I got to go. And yeah, we really were cowboys back then. I didn't finish. I didn't do a finished schedule for the entire house. And I'm like, I don't remember what I did, but I knew it and it was right. And I moved on. I didn't sit in indecision for very long schedule to stick to I know so many platforms yeah truly we were building other people's houses and trying to do a build out on a building and my house was like they usually call stuff like this the redheaded stepchild which is probably not uh, not politically correct to say (laughs) today but oh my gosh my my own daughter dyed her hair red so she is a redhead and gorgeous but 
Um, yeah, I think that that's a really good point, Sue, is that you guys have instincts. You know what you love when you see it. Yep. You know what you love when you smell it. You know what you don't love when you see it. You do, yeah. And so yeah, like when I met my powder bath tile, I was just like, you met him. I, I was like, that. well, you're it. Uh-huh. This is, like, I didn't need to look at all the tiles. Oh. I was just like, you're the one. I'm going to, I need however many square feet of this delivered to the house. That's it. You know, I think that you know these things. And so it's a really cool self-discovery journey to figure out kind of who you are. And I definitely think you should spend some time on Pinterest and, or if you have a bunch of magazines, I've been actually going through old magazines lately and ripping them apart. So much fun. Circling things and drawing arrows to them and taping them to the wall. And I feel like I'm in kind of an Einstein mad scientist phase right now of Alice Lane because we're creating our, our own product now. And I think that the, the past definitely can inform the future. Um, things that I feel like are timeless and like, ah, we should make that today. Or, oh, we should do that. We should take this, this thing, right? This earring, but make that a table base. And then the, anyway, it all inspires something, um, you know, no matter what style, no matter what style we're trying to create, I think we're just trying to create really original content that we're passionate about after working for so many hundreds of people, you know, over the years. Um, I think that if it's in great taste, no matter what style category it falls into, you know, it's going to work. It'll be long lasting. Yeah. Too. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, I, I think that this is a really fun thing for you guys to consider uh, a couple favorites that we'll throw out and you guys could maybe as an actionable item to leave you with today is, um, Sue, maybe we could say a couple favorite designers that we have within each category. And then yeah. you guys could check them out on Instagram and follow them and, um, and start to get a feel for, for if you're traditional, transitional, um, contemporary, or a mixture of it all. Yeah, totally. Okay, I think traditional design, if you like, want to go on a history lesson, look at Colfax and Fowler. I think they're great in English traditional. Um, Charlotte Moss is a master of traditional. Um, Mario Boada is the Prince of Chintz. Look up those. Um, but then even like some that are kind of, I think... Um, I wrote him down a second ago. Um, Mark Hampton. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he's the one that did the White House and his daughter, Alexa Hampton. Today, mm-hmm. she's got some really great design books, a beautiful furniture line through Century. She's actually hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> um, I was just going to say, she's so entertaining. She's so funny. Yeah. No, no, no. She's... Um, did she switch to Century? Oh, no, no. I'm so sorry. She switched to TA. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. High five, Alexa. Um, Alexa Hampton. Yeah, she's got kind of a fresh take on traditional, still very steeped in it, but... Yeah, super saturated. Super saturated, but then she's going to use like a white frame. You it's know what I mean? Gloss. Yeah, instead of going mahogany on the frame. And then she'll do like an orange velvet or something yeah. like that. But the frames are all very steeped in tradition. Totally. And I think she has um, a really good point of view for tradition. Um, also, Erin Lauder. That's yeah. Estee Lauder's granddaughter, Erin, yeah. A-E-R-I-N. She has um, not only a beautiful line of makeup <laughs> that's available, but um, she has a really beautiful line of lighting and um, furnishings. Mm-hmm. Her and interiors are beautiful. So beautiful. She has many, many homes. And I think her um, Aspen one it might yes, be my favorite. I know, yeah. I have that image. Like, <laughs> Google that, you guys. So you got to Google Erin Lauder's Aspen um, home. It's really cool. Uh, and Thomas O'Brien has always been a favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, and he often is kind of a North Star for me. Um, I have probably most of the lighting in my house is Thomas O'Brien 
Um, so those are some to follow in the traditional category. As far as transitional goes, um, Windsor Smith Windsor is a Smith favorite. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think Ray Booth, I think would fall in that category too, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of history, but there's a lot of interest and in sculpture in there. Yeah. And he'll use For a clean, sure a, a clean line. Yeah. And he can kind of bend, you know, depending on the client and the project that he has. I love his own home. Yeah. It's beautiful. He's got a gorgeous big coffee table um, book out. And we did a podcast with Ray. You guys mm-hmm. should definitely listen to that. Um, who else transitional do we love? I think so many designers fall in this. <laughs> in this, if you start to look at them, because yeah. even even like Suzanne Kasser, where she does have a lot of antiques and things, she'll usually throw in a little bit of modern. So she she can she's on that bridge where she's traditional but she'll have transitional pieces. And so does Thomas O'Brien Yeah, that, for that sake. If you, if you go into any of these, a good designer will have a bit of, a bit of everything. They'll have some that are more traditional. They'll have some that are more transitional, but these are just some of our favorites yeah. of just inspire, inspiring designers. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, as far as like accounts to follow that are just out of bounds, like super fun and inspiring and uh-huh. just wild. Um, what do you think? Sue? What are some of your faves? Kelly Wurstler for show. Yeah. yeah. Kelly Wurstler. Um, I also wrote down, um, I don't know if I'm going to say this right. India Madavi. Mm. She's really, she's really a funk master. Again, yeah. taking a lot of like modern as we've just find it earlier, but kind of putting her own twist on it. I really love her stuff and a little, you know, wanderlust in there too. So totally. I love her. That's cool. And I think Tom Felicia, mm. we did a podcast with Tom. Mm. Um, also he was one of the original queer eye for the straight guys. He was the one over the interiors and he has a really cool line through Vanguard Furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some art that's available through um, Wendover. Wendover Art Group. Yep. Anyway, he does a great, I think a really yes. good funky job of, he's kind of in that transitional space, yeah. but um, he uses menswear, but then he'll like put a pink welt on it, a pink leather welt on, mm-hmm. on a plaid you know, um, yeah. sofa or something. You're I like, think there's a good wit to his spaces too. Yes. He's so funny as a person yes. that it would be disappointing if his spaces didn't have some humor in them. And I think they always do. Yeah. Agreed. So, don't take yourself too seriously. I think is his motto. So, yeah, I love that. He, he has a, re- he's really, really good with color. And I feel like color is also one of those things that's making yes. its way back. We've heard the word maximalism um, a lot. Minimalism has been such a thing for a while. And I'm super excited about that trend. Cause again, it's a Renaissance, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just those layers again, but interesting things. It doesn't have to be old and stuffy. It's just layers of what you love. Totally. So, and what's functionally you can have a gazillion candlesticks, you know, all collected on a bookshelf because you use them. As you should. So I think just this whole, this lifestyle renaissance of just like living how you want Mm -hmm. um, in your spaces, I think is such a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And something to really celebrate. And gosh, we're also lucky to be designing and living in this day and age. I love that. Well said. Thanks so much. So good. Well, with that, um, if you guys have any podcasts that you think we should record, um, you can send that to Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 